Welcome to a special edition of the Fight with Teddy Atlas. I'm Ken Rideout, joined as always by the legendary trainer and Hall of Fame broadcaster, the great Teddy Atlas. Today's episode brought to you by 10,000 Shorts. We've talked a lot about these guys. They're great. Um, I ran in them this morning. It's super hot and humid in New York, and they uh, these guys have the best liner in the running shorts. I wear the session shorts, and if you're interested in seeing what I'm doing, you can check me out on Strava. Just search my name in Strava. You'll see the runs that I do every day, and um, I'm wearing these, shoes, these shorts exclusively, so that should speak volumes about it when you see the kind of volume that I'm running. And then I choose to wear these shorts in the heat. Hopefully that says everything that needs to be said. Um, Teddy, I wanted to do a quick short, uh, quick hitter with you on a, a recent event I attended out in Vegas on Saturday, the UFC 239 event. F- uh, friend of the show, Joe Rogan, was nice enough to um, hook he's me up. He's the king, with- Joe. Oh, he's the best. He gave me awesome ringside seat for that fight. And um, prior to the fight, I had a quick chat with uh, Dustin Poirier. And we were talking about an upcoming fight on the card. Uh, Jorge Masvidal was fighting Ben Askren. For those who don't know, Ben Askren's an Olympic wrestler. Jorge Masvidal is literally a street fighter. He was making like videos of him fighting in uh, backyard brawls with bare knuckles. I mean, he's a legitimate tough guy, Cuban kid. So um, first of all, the UFC event was um, produced like nothing I've seen in a long time. I went to all the recent heavyweight fights, and I, I got to be honest, nothing compares to like the spectacle that the UFC put on. Dana White's probably the best there is at this stuff. He, he's listen. He hasn't been around as long, and I know it's a it's a different kind of competition. It's UFC, MMA versus boxing, but I don't think this is too strong a statement. At least it's a statement that I think is backed up by what he's done. And that is that he's the best at doing this stuff. You know, even if you made the parallel with boxing, he puts on better shows than the boxing people do. The thing is, the the production itself is incredible. The uh, the the crowd was electric. The atmosphere was awesome. It was just a great event, top to bottom. But I want to talk to you quickly about this fight because it was a real contrast in style. You had a wrestler against a striker. And one of the things Dustin Poirier had mentioned to me, I said to him, I think the wrestler Ben Askren is going to take it. I think he's tough. He's never lost. Masvidal's a tough guy, but I don't think that he can compete with an Olympic wrestler. And and Dustin said to me, oh, they got something special planned for him. They've been drilling it for like weeks. And he said, I don't want to tell you about it till after it's over. I don't want to jinx anyone. And I'm going to turn it over to you. But the minute the fight ended, he sent me a little video clip of them practicing the move that Jorge pulled off at the beginning of the fight. But I know you had the chance to watch the event as well. So I'm curious to see what you saw in the start of that fight from a coach's perspective. And I'll let you take it from here. Yeah. I mean, before we show the clip, I saw something that is eerily uh, similar and parallel to something that I'd seen years and years ago up at Customados on film uh, with some great boxers, some great fighters, some of the greatest of all time. And the only reason I had the privilege of seeing it was that Jim Jacobs and Bill Caton were friends with us. They, they wound up managing Tyson, and they had the biggest fight film collection in the world. So any fights I wanted to see, guess what? I tell Cus, Cus would pick up the phone, call Jim. Jim say, Teddy wants to see this. It's it's on its way. <laughs> the only thing was, it was like 18 millimeter film. I destroyed a lot of it. <laughs> I, I feel terrible. I lost, I lost like inches of like Henry Armstrong, like the great Henry. I mean, that like one time I, I was threatening it through because, you know, we had to do it ourselves and I lost a few and I felt bad and Cus said, 
do you understand what you just you just lost like uh you know like 40 seconds of Henry Armstrong homicide Hank the greatest fighter of all time you just lost I said it, it broke off to put it in the context that that film library was sold for how much to ESPN years later well 80 million minus the <laughs> 2850 that they took off from you know me losing that Henry Armstrong so a little less than 80 million what's crazy when you think about be like the equivalent of me telling you you telling me oh yeah I had a Monet hanging in my house for a few years and they end up selling it at 80 million six years later that's you're right I mean and and they had Teddy Atlas freaking handling these things (laughs) that was that was terrible That, that was scary I had no idea you know and Throwing the stuff over there, you know somebody would want us to die. Yeah, here, put throw that off. That was that was just like half. That was five hundred thousand dollars for just history. But um, so when I saw this, I tell you, it brought me back to a fight of two special guys, and it brought me back to the great Jersey Joe Walcott great heavyweight champion back in those days they weren't as big as they are today of course uh the athletes are bigger today football players you know baseball players fighters but he was heavyweight champ jersey joe walcott and he was fighting the great Ezra charles who might have been the greatest light heavyweight of all time he was a heavyweight champ he fought fought um rocky marciano some great fights and two great fighters and charles was real slick he was a he was a real consummate boxer, very special guy. Walcott was very special, and he was a real good puncher, great puncher. You know, he, he that's who Marciano won the title from. Mm-hmm. Marciano was losing going into the 13th round on all scorecards when he scored a special knockout of Walcott. If he doesn't knock him out, he loses the fight. Mm-hmm. And he had to set it up. Marciano, a lot of people, if you go into certain bars, these old bars that that have remnants of fight stuff that, you know, they, they put up on the wall, there was a famous picture of Marciano landing a right hand on the chin of Walcott. And what you miss in the picture, what people miss is that Walcott was starting to draw apart. You just see the right hand landing on the chin yeah, because that's what you look at. But the other hand was just starting so really what was happening there was Walcott was starting to throw a punch. Bang! Marciano beat him to it. But it was the setup that that allowed it to happen. So in this fight with with Jersey Joe Walcott and Ezra Charles, the great Ezra Charles, the great Jersey Joe Walcott, Walcott knows he's fighting a real slick guy. A guy that is slicker than him. And, and I'll say another thing about Walcott. People like Muhammad Ali stole stuff from Walcott. Yeah, people take that. It's not a, you know, it's not being degrading to someone to say the great Muhammad Ali in any way. It's derogatory. They, he was smart. He took things from wrestlers. You know, he says he took things from, from uh, I forget the name of the hands, uh, handsome George or whatever the wrestler was that was real entertaining. Ali had watched stuff. Well, he took stuff from Jersey Joe. Jer- Jersey Joe used to drop his hands. He used to adjust. Can I get up? May yeah. I, may I get up? Sure. Mom, get up. And he would, he would, uh, what's that? <laughs> and he would adjust his shorts. He'd walk like, just to throw you off. Yeah. Like he'd go, he'd come walking to you. Just to make you look at that, 
So you wouldn't look at what you should be looking at. Yeah. And he was just showing, he'd take a walk. He'd go this way, Jersey Joe, take a walk this way, take a walk that way, and then all of a sudden he'd come at you. So he was a guy that the great Muhammad Ali picked up on some of that, like some of the showmanship. Yeah. But it was showmanship mixed in, mixed in with shrewdness, mm. mixed in with with strategy. Yeah. With attack, with plan of how to attack, like the art of war. Mm. And what Jersey Joe would do is he'd make believe he was adjusting his trunks, you know, he'd make believe he was walking this way or walking this way, and then he'd catch you off. For that split second, he was looking for an edge. Mm. For that split second, he was getting you to do something you shouldn't do. What? Relax. To get you to relax, to take your mind off of what it should be on, to take your eyes off of what's coming. So in this fight, the one that reminded me of the fight that we're going to show, the MMA fight, uh, the UFC fight, was that Jersey Joe Walcott fighting a slick, knew who he was fighting, knew how slick, you know, uh, as the Charles was. So he set him up. He mesmerized him. He came in with, like, he, he put his hands down. Came in with a little loose movement, like, like, and as a child, just for a split second, was looking at the loose arms, looking somewhere other than where the punch was going to come. Mm-hmm. Took his mind off, hypnotized him for a second, set him up. It was brilliant. And, he's, and he goes like this, starts with Joe, and, he's more, and then he's, more, and he's watching that movement. And as a child, is seeing the shoulders move and the hands loose. Oh, nothing to worry about. He's not really serious right now. And then all of a sudden, bang! He comes out of one of those movements with a left uppercut. Bang! And knocks the great Ezra Charles dead. Knocks him out. So I'm watching this UFC fight. Let's look at that. Let's look at that clip of Jersey Joe throwing that punch for us before we get to I the UFC. I think we should look at the UFC. Oh, you want to see? Okay. Yeah, let's we look at that. the UFC first. Because the the UFC fight, I'm looking at it, and look look right here. Look at the guy on the left. What's his name? Jorge Masvidal. He's got his hands behind his back and he's smiling. It's not an accident. Here's the thing that why it was a parallel to me, why it registered to me with Jersey Joe Walcott and Ezra Charles, because it's not an accident. He he's setting him up. Yeah, it's a ploy. It's brilliant. Yeah, because was brilliant. he's got his hands down. He's he's looking nonchalant. He had his hands behind his back. He puts his hands. We're going to see all that. Yeah. He puts his hands behind his back. He he makes the other guy go to a place you shouldn't go to in a ring, to a relaxed place, to a place of comfort, to a place of security. That's right. To, to, for one split second, to a place of not paying attention. For one split second. And he sees the hands down. He sees that. And then all of a sudden... Bang! He set it up. The door was open. The opportunity was there. The interesting thing you just said, Ben Askren, after this fight, said in an interview on Ariel Hawani on ESPN, he said, um, I can't believe that that happened. After, I think, being 17-0, he goes, I just assumed that I would never think that my technique was, was troubled because I've won every fight. And he goes, obviously, in hindsight... I, what I did was horribly wrong, but no one had ever been able to take advantage of it. And just what you said, he said, I was relaxed. I didn't think this guy had a chance in hell of beating me. I, I, but, goes, but again, to, to the brilliance <clears throat> of him and his oh, people, yeah. 
to this guy we're looking at right now. You're the man who pronounces Masvidal. these. There, there it is. Thank you. To to his credit and to his people's credit, it wasn't an accident. His coach it wasn't. Was, it wasn't a good day. It wasn't a lucky day. It, it, like George Foreman when he knocked my guy out. It, it wasn't lucky. George Foreman drew a left hook to make my guy move the other guy uh, the other direction where he could hit him with the right hand, which he intended to hit him with all along. But he had to move him that way by throwing a left hook. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't right. a lucky punch. It was experience. It was thinking. It was brilliant. It was genius. One thing worth noting here is that the coach, Mike Brown, who's also Dustin Poirier's coach, just won the night before, won the MM at the MMA Awards, won the coach of the year. And the, he's Mike Brown has said that George, the fighter, came to him with this strategy. They presented it to him, and he said, okay, that could work. And then they've drilled it for months, in, uh, leading even up till the day before. We'll, we'll see video of yeah, their practice. And to their credit, he saw, now again, but before we go, to his credit, he saw, he didn't see. He saw the strength. Sometimes people get overwhelmed by an undefeated fighter, a brilliant fighter like the wrestler, the guy who was a master. Ben Askren. Right? Uh, they get overwhelmed by what they do well. That's right. They, they, get, they get overtaken by what they do well, that they don't see what they do not well. They don't see that there's a flaw. Yeah, they do brilliant stuff on the floor. They're brilliant. He was an Olympic wrestler, if I'm yep, correct, right? That's right. Yeah, he, he's brilliant in those areas. So they see that and they concentrate, but they don't look further. They don't look further that there's a kink in the armor. They don't look further that with all that brilliance that there's something there. There's, there's a flaw. Mm -hmm. There's something there with the brilliance and all. Yeah, be aware of it. Understand it. But understand what else is there that you can take advantage of. That don't just get caught up in only that. Mm -hmm. Allow yourself to see where there's something that you can attack. That there's something you can take advantage of. And he saw it. Wrestlers have the habit of bending down. Am I correct? They try to shoot in and when, go when for a they want to double get low. leg. Yep. So he understood the strength of the wrestler that it could be a weakness. What do I mean by that? I mean that he understood his strength was he would shoot down and get into you. And that is his strength because when mm. they get in there, he's going to win. Oh, he's, 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 he's going to win. He's strong like, gonna a, win. like a boa constrictor. But he recognized that to get to that place, he had, he had to, to put, put his, his head, head down. down. He recognized that. And that, all the credit in the world to him and his team and yeah. him. Yeah. For, but again, the setup starts now. We're, we're going to see the explosiveness, but don't miss that's why we're doing this one. Don't miss what comes prior to that, that sets that up, mm -hmm. that allows that moment, that allows the other guy to be relaxed enough for this explosive knee to come. Watch it. Look, look. Hands behind it. Look, nothing. Look, relax. Take, he's going to take, he's gonna take a couple uh, steps uh, to the right uh, nothing and going sprint. Bang. And it's over. Right there, it's over. Brilliant. Again, and a lot of people, that's why we wanted to make a show just on this. A lot of people will say, hey, Ken, hey, Teddy, what are you talking about? This is what made it possible, all of it. Look, he relaxes them, he puts them. A lot of people say, well, it was just the knee that caught him. No, it was the setup. He made him relax. And then look what he put. Go back one more time. He takes a little step to the right, throws him off, and he takes a two-step sprint. Now freeze sprint. for a second. Exactly. He's going to go to his right. The guy's going to think, all right. Whatever. I'm, 
I'm, I'm not ready to. He's too engage. far away to He's get me. He's too away. And then all of a sudden, now watch his head go low because he recognized. He didn't see just his strength. He saw a weakness in his strength. Yeah, his strength is he gets low, he comes in, he gets your legs, and it's over. But before he gets to your legs, he does that. He puts his head down. And that's the moment I can get in with a knee. I know I've said it five times. Brilliant. Yep. Brilliant. And Rob, I think we have I think we have some clips too of them practicing literally the day before drilling this exact technique with Mike Brown, the coach who Again, Mike Brown even said, look, Jorge came to me with this strategy. <clears throat> and here they are the day before. They're at the um, UFC Performance Institute, which is an unbelievable facility. And he's just running across the ring and drilling knees into the into the coach holding the big pad. And you can see him sending Mike Brown across the ring. Mike Brown is also an accomplished UFC fighter himself, recently retired and turned to coaching. Now we're going to show what, as soon as I saw this, yeah, immediately I said, wait a minute. I've seen that before. I've seen this before. Yeah. I've seen this brilliance before in my sport mm-hmm. with the great Jersey Joe Walcott and the great Ezra Charles. I've seen this before. And again, I've set it up now. Set it before, but I set it up again. Where Jersey Joe knew that Ezra Charles is a slick guy. You know, he'll outbox you, he'll outmaneuver you, he'll make you miss, he'll do things, he'll be smart. So he knew that. Maybe there's an opportunity here before he gets into rhythm, before he gets into that place where I can relax him. I can, before he's on his P's and Q's, so to speak. Yeah, it's almost like he jumps him, you know? Like, yeah, before boom. he's on his P's, like that. Mm. But but it's not an accident. Yep. It's not just a jump. There's something with it. Mm-hmm. And what he does is, again, he, he's relaxed. He's got his hands down loose. He's, he's looking like, you know, hey, you know, as a don't worry, but just, you know, <laughs> you don't have to worry. We're going to ease into it. We'll ease into it. There's no such thing as easing into something. Nope. You got to be ready at all times. Perfect examples watch, here. Watch. Just watch and see. Look, look. His hands down low. Look, he touches his trunks a little bit. His hands, he's mesmerizing him. He's hypnotizing him. Bang! And not only that, you're not expecting a punch to come from a guy's hip pocket. No, but but it comes off the rhythm. Yep. It comes off. Watch. Watch the look. He picks his trunks up. He he's got his hands down. You're looking at the hands. Bang. Man, he put everything into that too. Yeah, because he came with it when from the motion, he made the swivel. Yeah. He came with the motion. He used that motion. He went this way to come back with the power. Because he swiveled from the hips. He went this way. Motion one way, bang. Look, again, hands down, touches the trunks. Look, he's got him looking where he shouldn't be looking. He should be looking where a punch could come. But he's looking at the hands. He's relaxed a little bit. He throws a lazy jab and gets clipped. Yeah, because he thinks he's got time. Yep. He's got a nonchalant guy in there. He's got a guy taking a walk in the park. He's got a, he's got a guy that's, uh, you know, he's just, he's fooling around for a minute. Yeah. He didn't know that he was being set up every second. Every second, because that's what brilliant guys, geniuses do. It reminds me of the example that you talk about where guys have a silent agreement where he's like, hey, a silent agreement here, let's take it a little easy here. We're going to ease into it, but it's a fight. This is not sparring. So as soon as he walks out, like you say. And he does it with a great fighter. Yeah. This, I mean, this is, this is Charles. Mm-hmm. The Cincinnati Cobra. The Cincinnati Bearcat. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a, that's a Charles. Yeah. Look Look at that. It's same as the other. Yep. Same result yep. as the UFC fight. Mm-hmm. Show it one more time. I mean, because brilliance is brilliance. 
And there's so much more than just the power. The delivery of the power, the setup to get the power in. Yeah, he's got power. But he had to be able to find a way to get that power to the target with a very smart guy. Yeah. And that's what he did. That's a good lesson for everyone out there that this fight's planning and strategy, there's a lot more to it than just training to get in there and follow like X's and O's. Look at that. I mean, <laughs> Customato used to say, my mentor used to say, Teddy, you got to teach these guys the delivery system. He said, it's one thing to have power. And he was talking about Tyson later on at some point too. But he used to talk with, we used to watch the films together all these great fighters and he used to say it's one thing to have power but power is like a military weapon without the device the missile without the device to get it to the target it has no military value and it just blow up like like a bomb does and it'd be detonated and it'd make a big hole in the ground and when it rains you could go swimming <laughs> That, that's what he used to say to me. He goes, that's the, that, that'll, be, that'll be the, the extent of it. it. It'll make a big hole in the ground if it doesn't have a delivery system to get it to a particular target. And when it rains, you go swimming. And, but you have to have a way of making it mean something. Mm -hmm. You have to teach the fighter a way of doing that. And that's exactly what Walcott did. That's exactly what the UFC fighter did. He's got power in his knee, but how do I get my knee? How do I get it to a clean shot to the guy without him expecting it? Yep. Without him being prepared for it. Yeah. He found a way. There's different ways. Well, There's different ways out there. A big congratulations to uh, Jorge Masvidal, Mike Brown, the coach, Dustin Poirier, and the whole uh, team over at American Top Team down in Florida. I know Dustin's going to enjoy this uh, episode and the analysis that you provided, so thanks for doing this. Uh, appreciate you. Guys, thanks for being with us. There'll be another full-length episode coming up later in the week. We just wanted to get this out for you. Think you were gonna, uh, think you're going to enjoy this one. Um, Special shout out again to 10,000. Check them out at 10,000.cc slash the fight for exclusive discount code for our listeners. Thanks for being with us. We'll be back shortly. We are